This is the murderer you know. Jacked your sound. <laughs> what if you're better at it than me? I don't know. Damn, I feel like, again, like, what do I even bring to the table? Maybe I'll be the lawyer now and you can be the blabbermouth. <laughs> that feels like a whole lot of work, though. <laughs> so. Well, welcome back. Reminder to the murderer you know. How are do, you? Do, 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 do. Ooh. No, yours is good. Spooky. I'm feeling spooky. I'm feeling red to what the hell did I just say? You said red to <laughs> ready to. All right. Blah, blah, blah. I'm feeling ready to hold someone accountable for some heinous. Hold up. Wait a minute. You activity. is going to jail. Mm, jail. Ain't mm. it? Boom. Prison, probably. Boom. Mm. <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't know. This I think we've talked really... about this. I don't know the difference between jail and prison. <laughs> You've mentioned some of the differences before because I know I've asked. Yeah, he's going to prison. Okay, good. He deserves it. Yeah, this one has sat with me really differently than the yeah. others. Because all the others were like, oh, look at that train wreck over there. Yeah. This one was like, oh, wait a minute. Ooh. You're, you're train wreck <laughs> this is a part two as we always say if you missed last week go back listen to part one and come back to this exact moment we'll wait for you we'll be here whenever you're ready mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for really depressing shit <sighs> yes so we had a break and awkward giggles so many because it's like you can't cry. No one wants to listen to that. Do, I mean, maybe they do. It might be someone's thing. There's, there's something for everyone out there. I don't know if I start, I'm not going to stop though. So <laughs> <laughs> well, last week, where were we? We had a breaking and entering and a violent assault of a young PhD student. And the perp was still at large as it were. But about, gosh, three weeks later, the investigator who had been pestering and pestering and pestering and pestering finally got the results for his perk exam back and got a DNA match to someone who was found lurking around in the neighborhood on the night of the crime. Actually, he was running. So even more suspicious than lurking and someone who little, you happen little, to be best palios with. It's a little suspect to be running around. Super suspect. Okay. I mean, hour. you were willing to give a pass to the person who was walking past someone's window at two 30 in the morning because it was an apartment complex, but you're not willing to give a pass to the guy who was running. Maybe he had, maybe he's an athlete. Listen, I didn't say I would give the man at the window a pass. <laughs> I didn't say that. What I said is they live in an apartment complex and perhaps that is why they had given him a pass. I never said I would have called every law enforcement jurisdiction within a 50 mile radius, the FBI, the CIA, the DEA. Are there more? 
I'm not sure. The, the NCIS. Uh, the VBI. We have we must have that. What is that? The the Virginia Bureau of Investigation. I don't know about that. No? no some I of the think. some of the podcasts I listen to, there's like a, you know, state bureau of investigation for whatever state the crime took place in. I was just trying to help you expand your list. I'm sorry. <laughs> I won't interfere. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't say I would allow people to walk past my window at two. Okay. Okay. No, no. That's good. Not, but I also do this for a living. So <laughs> all of the scary, horrible things that you think would never happen to you, I watch happen all mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. The people who never thought it would happen to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Poor people. So yeah. Well, should we get back into the story? Oh, damn. <laughs> I feel like I've, re- I've reached out for my, a boat. <laughs> I've reached my crime maximum for the week. This is when podcasts should be live and interactive. And I'm sure there are people who really know what they're doing. <laughs> they figured that out. But we could cast it out to a vote if we had the ability to be live and interactive. That would be good. And if everyone voted no, we could just do something else. We never, what were we supposed to do that one time? Like donuts? Bunny donuts? But I Bunny still don't even, donuts. I still don't even know what that is. That was I don't your either. idea. I don't either. <laughs> just anything really to take the take the edge off. Yeah. Well, I think like you said, there's going to be some punishment in this part. Ooh, so ooh. it might help. It might help. I mean, I hate to put it that way. Right. But yeah, it is important to know that people are held accountable for yeah. whatever the, I hate to say whatever the explanation, right. Cause there's no explanation that justifies, mm-hmm. but exactly. So you've got to hold people accountable. Yeah. I mean, I am not one of those people for sure. That would be outside of the people who go to like death row and protest or cheer when someone is being executed. Definitely not one of those people. See, yeah. Everything in moderation. That's my initial point. But I agree with you. I think it's important that criminals and, you know, members of the community know that if you do some, something bad, you will be held accountable. Yeah. And that's what this part is mostly going to be about. But we kind of left it. They don't know where this guy is. They have his DNA results from the perk exam. They s- suspect that he is the perpetrator, but they have to find him. So that's where we're going to start. The investigator, as soon as he got the DNA, those DNA results back, He completed a criminal complaint with a magistrate and secured five felony warrants against this guy, abduction with intent to defile, burglary with intent to commit rape, robbery by means of assault, rape by force, and forcible sodomy. He also obtained search warrants for the house that this guy supposedly lived in with his dad. And remember, they had this guy in custody on the 20th, the night of the the morning of the crime, and he told them some stuff, including where he lived and for his DNA for a direct lab comparison of the results that they already had. That's a lot of legal stuff. Is there anything that you want to say? Cause I just bloomed out what I saw in the police reports. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it sounds fine to me because I know what all that means, but did all of it make sense to you? I mean, it makes sense. So these cops are not wasting any time at all. And at 11.50 p.m. on the 5th, the day they got those results, 
the day they went to the magistrate and got all those felony warrants, they went to this guy's dad's house and he wasn't there. But remember, they had a warrant to search the house. So they went in, they went to his bedroom, and they took a bunch of clothing and shoes, basically, potentially matching the description of what the victim said he was wearing. They also took four different cell phones and an iPod, which I mentioned last week, just because like those don't even exist anymore, do they? So I just think it's funny how quickly iPods were not cool anymore. (laughs) I mean, I think they exist, right? I don't know. Florida, kind of. <laughs> Officers quickly learned that he was actually living with his long-term girlfriend at a house in that area where he was charged with domestic assault, which is a, you know, about, I would say about half an hour, 45 minutes from his dad's house. So they went there. No one answered the door. They knocked a bunch of times, like a bunch, 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 bunch of times, but they were very sure he was there due to the information they received from his dad and also based on his cell phone's current GPS location. So after he didn't come out, they used a public address system to verbally compel him to come outside. What do you know what that is? It's so funny. Cause I actually had to Google that the first time I saw it in a police report. It's just like an air horn, like one of those oh. loud megaphone speakerphone things. What? Okay. Right. Like that's, they made that sound like something really cool. That it's yeah. <laughs> usually, usually they're tied into their cars now. Mm-hmm. So I think specifically when they say public address system, I think now it means it's like tied into their cars, not like mm-hmm. one of those handheld ones, but I think it also can mean one of those handheld ones. That's so funny. I was waiting for some really cool response. No, nope, not cool. We're in the law here. (laughs) Nothing cool, only serious. Yep. Mm -hmm. So apparently after they used that loudspeaker (laughs) to get him to come outside, he did come outside after a couple of minutes and was arrested without incident. On the drive back to the county where he committed the crime, the officers in the vehicle with him read him his Miranda rights, and they sort of started to, they tried to talk to him about the crime, and he was, he's an asshole. This guy is an asshole. I mean, there's no other word for him. He's just a jerk. And they're trying to talk to him. They're telling him like, Hey, we have your DNA. You know, it was inside this woman. And he's like, I, I haven't broken into any houses. I don't know anyone in that area. None of this happened. And he started getting really irate and screaming at them. And then he got really, really mad at them for arresting him so early in the morning. And it basically just kind of devolved from there into doesn't sound like a super productive conversation (laughs) well he they're they're eventually basically like look we have your dna it was inside this woman there and they're like the officers and myself are air quoting hard on this because they're trying to get the guy to trust them and talk to them so they're telling him he's charged with breaking into this young woman's home and having sex with her i'm air quoting the officers had quotes around this we all know this was not sex that was had but they're trying to get him to open up which it's it's not working and he's just 
screaming at them, throwing profanities at them, getting irate. The officer, there were two officers, one in the front with the assailant and another guy in the back behind the assailant. And the guy in the front is like, look, maybe you just have these uncontrollable sexual urges that might be hard to resist. You know, I can understand that saying shit like that to this guy. And he's just belligerent. So the guy in the back was like, look, you don't need to talk to us, but you need to listen to us. And this officer who was sitting in the back happened to be black. So that's when this piece of absolute filth started hurling racial slurs at him. And I mean, I'm not going to even allude to what he said. It does not bear repeating. I I do not want to put that energy out into the world, like fuck him, but it was really awful shit that he was saying. And that basically was it. At some point in time, they said he put his head down, like he was going to nap the rest of the way. He did tell them that he was not involved in any way. And he had an alibi and he was on a date with this woman, not his girlfriend, by the way, and that they went to dinner, had sex in her car and that she dropped him off at his dad's house where he went inside and went to sleep. And that was pretty much the drive. Like I said, the 45 minute drive. So it sounds like a real party. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you sounded just so shocked. That on top of all his other sins, he would add cheating on his girlfriend. <laughs> I guess I just feel like, who could you possibly be shitty in every way? Yes. <laughs> like you're obviously, a yes. and a liar and a cheater and a rapist and a violent lunatic. Like how many awful things could one person be? Well, I don't <laughs> think you should count them. It'll just, it'll just be real upsetting. So anyway. They get to the jail. He made it. They let him smoke a cigarette. They're standing outside. They're still trying to talk to him. And he just made it super clear. He was not going to talk to them, turned his back to them and started walking his happy ass into the jail. Well, go on. That was it. He was, he was booked and arrested and held. So after he was in jail, the officers questioned that woman that he offered up as an alibi. They talked with oh, her on, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. they talked with her on June 6th. So she did say she knew him and they showed a picture and she identified him using that picture to make sure they were talking about the same person. This woman apparently used to work as a corrections officer at a jail about 30 minutes from the scene of our current crime. And uh, she met him while he was serving a sentence there. Bitch out, bitch. Is this shocking? <laughs> Because I continue to be shocked. I'm shocked now because she ain't supposed to be doing that. What are you doing? Well, I mean, they were dating years after he was released. Is that allowed? There was no indication that they had any sort of relationship while he was still in jail. I mean, uh, there's allowed and then there's like what you should do with your life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, is she breaking a rule? I don't know. Mm -hmm. But is that the best move for you long term? Maybe not. Yeah. Not that people can't change. Well, she wasn't in that job anymore. Co-mingling of, of stuff. Yeah. She wasn't in that job anymore. At the, at the time this happened, she was working as a waitress. So I don't know what happened. Very interesting. An interesting random person in this story. Yeah. According to the police reports, she was very, very cooperative. They went and They went to her work actually and questioned her there. And she said they'd started dating on May 15th of that year. So, you know, 
right before five days before the crime took place after he sent her a Facebook message, which like no judgment, but why would she say yes to go on a date with this man? So I'm like, so that was my initial point. Like, how did we get here? You met him in jail and his way of wooing you was through a Facebook message. And this guy's Facebook is a shit show. Let me read you some of his posts from around the time that all of this was taking place. Hold, please. I have receipts. I don't want to. Can we? It's nothing. Fast forward. Chilling bored, drunk, hit me up. Yo, yo, Facebook. What's up? Who's trying to drink tonight? Can I catch a break? It don't matter what I do. And my girl stay bitching. I mean, damn, ease up. WTF. If anybody think they hard and a badass, come holler at me. I'll fuck your ass up. <laughs> oh my God. Make it fuck stop. this. Fuck you. Fuck everybody. Fuck all you dumbass, stupid people. If you don't like what I say, fuck you. Tell us how you really feel. I mean, this guy is a gem. On top of those types of posts, his entire Facebook is literally pictures of him with his girlfriend that his mom posts every day for some reason. And on top of that, every other post that's not fuck you, fuck, fuck, or a picture of him with his girlfriend is a like his mom posts on his Facebook before, after, currently, now, always, like five times a day, little memes about like how much she loves her son. So like this woman took one look of that, look at that and was like, yeah, yeah, I could, I'll try a date. Why not? I would like to add a little <laughs> random segment here about, and I don't know, you know, I don't know this woman, but what, what I want to say is this you are worthy of that's nice wonderful things and these things just don't sound that wonderful at all back to this woman who by all accounts sounds like a lovely person so she said that yes they had been dating they'd seen each other about four times between may 15th and may 22nd and they'd had sex about three of those times on the 22nd She dropped him off at, she told the officers, a friend's house. Well, thanks to some digging through the reports and Facebook, guess where I found out she actually dropped him off? His freaking girlfriend's house. Of course it was his girlfriend's house. Who he lived with. Of course it was his girlfriend's house. And after that, of course, because now he's with his girlfriend, he wouldn't answer her calls or messages or anything at all. So after a few days of being ghosted, she deleted all of his texts, all of his Facebook messages, his calls, his number, and blocked him completely from Facebook and from her phone. Hmm. She told officers that on that last time they hung out when she took him on the 22nd to his freaking girlfriend's house, which obviously, like I said, she didn't know. He left some stuff in her car, including a navy blue beanie, a bottle of prescription meds and $441. Now this came up because she asked the officers what he was being arrested for. And they told her that he committed a break and entry. I don't know how to say this in the appropriate tense. He broke and entered into someone's house and assaulted the person who lived there. And she asked what he stole. And, and that's how this $441 came up, which you may remember, he actually only stole 50 bucks from that woman's house. So no idea where the $441 came from. But this is the day that she last sees him is after it's what two, happens, it's right? two days after. Yeah. Mm, wow. Yeah. So she 
like I said, remember she was at work. She even agreed to leave work and go with the officers to her house to pick up these items for them, which they did. And all of the items ended up being completely unrelated to the crime that he was being investigated for. But other than that, you know, the few things that were in her car and the last time she saw him, she was initially pretty unclear on the details surrounding the time that she spent with him. And she said that that was exacerbated by the fact that she had deleted him off of everything. So it was kind of difficult for her to, I guess, kind of reestablish a timeline of Mm -hmm. when and where they were together. But on the 13th, she came back in full force and came to talk to the officers again even though she had already submitted her written statement, agreed to let officers attempt to perform recovery and forensic analysis of her phone and turned over everything he left in her car. She was not done with this guy yet. Um, She said, she said, what you thought you were going to do is be a piece of shit (laughs) and assault somebody while you supposed to be my boyfriend. Hell no. Absolutely not. Not today. Not today. She tells the officers that after thinking about it, she remembered a little bit more about their time together. And she actually remembered the date that they went on and the time they were together during the late night hours of the 19th. Oh, shit. She said he was really pissed off that whole night kind of seemed to be in a hurry, was being a jerk. And they did go to dinner, drive around a little bit, have sex in the car. And then he asked if she wanted to keep hanging out and driving around. But based on his behavior, she said no and took him to his dad's and dropped him off. And she told the officers that she slid over into the driver's seat and watched him walk up to the door of his dad's trailer, but she did not see him going inside. She had some trouble describing the exact outfit he was wearing in detail. She said he was wearing jeans and a shirt and a hoodie, but she couldn't really remember the colors. But without being prompted by the officers, she did also mention that he liked to wear bandanas on his head pretty regularly. And remember, the victim said he was wearing a bandana over his face. She finally told officers that he was moderately intoxicated during the course of the evening and very high on spice and seemed violent and aggressive. So all a little bit incriminating for this guy. The word you were looking for is terrifying. Yeah. I just don't. What? And that's crazy. Red flag, dude. Oh, absolutely. Like all of the flags are red. There is no other colored flag. Yeah. Not even a yellow or an orange, just red. Investigators are also busy during this time with the assailant's secondary DNA test, which matched the DNA from the PERC exam. And they also prepared a warrant for Verizon cell phone records during this time, which confirmed that our guy was in the area where the crime occurred at the time the crime occurred on the 19th and 20th. So it's just getting worse and worse for him in terms of the evidence and eyewitness reports and things that they're stacking up against him. Yeah. It doesn't seem like he really thought this one through. That's for sure. He doesn't think anything through because listen to what he's been up to. So while all of this is going on, he is in jail. And during the weeks and months following the assault, he was doing a whole lot of chitty chattering to all of his oh, new friends in jail. A good jailhouse informant. 
so many, so many of them, all who confirmed each other's stories. <laughs> he was telling people all about his fun evening, smoking spice, drinking the car hopping, which we talked about last week before he decided to just break into someone's house at random. He talked to at least four different people in jail and he provided them with a whole host of incriminating information about himself. And here are some of the highlights that I thought would be fun. The low lights, you mean. <laughs> That's the low good. Lights. I like it. Low lights. Favorite part. <laughs> he told one guy that he went to a person's house at night to steal something, but he didn't know the person. He said he'd been drinking and in fact, also enjoyed a cigarette outside of the woman's door before kicking it in, seeing a woman. He told them in great detail what he did to her. He said that the officers must've gotten his semen from her and gotten his DNA from the cigarette, but he dropped outside before kicking the door in. This guy also told officers that the perp often got really, really mad and aggressive when talking on the phone to his girlfriend, who, by the way, from Facebook digging, stayed with this guy at least through June of 2014 for whatever reason she saw to stay with him. And that usually after he got off the phone with his girlfriend and was all pissed and angry, that's when he would vent about the crime. A separate inmate overheard this guy saying that he, quote, fucked up, made a mistake and wished he could take it back. Quote. He told this guy that the cigarette was planted because he doesn't smoke Marlboro menthol cigarettes. And this guy who only had 10 days remaining on his sentence for an assault charge offered to get tight with our perp to help the cops get more information. So seems like people really liked him. <laughs> The arrogance of this dude, man. I, I mean, I'm just, it's so, it literally only gets worse. I think, and you may, maybe you were the one that told me there's a, a term or just, you said it's very common. These inmates who kind of fancy themselves little jailhouse lawyers almost and research, you know, all of the laws and everything involving their case. And otherwise, did you say there's a word for those guys or just, did you say it was common? Yeah, no, I don't think there's a word for it, but okay. I mean, you either, you either find the law in jail or you find mm -hmm. the Lord in jail. Those mm -hmm. are the two things that you find. Okay. So the third guy, the third and fourth guy, actually, they were pod mates. So they were both there for this conversation. The third guy was one of these, you know, little jailhouse lawyers and he, our perp actually talked to this guy in hopes that he could help him find a technicality that would get him out of the charges he told this jailhouse lawyer that he did break into the house, but he didn't have sex with anyone. But apparently, I don't know. It's like he couldn't even keep his story straight here because in the same conversation, he told these guys that the police made up the story about him wrapping his, this is where his hoo-ha quote came from, wrapping his hoo-ha in a plastic bag. And also that he did wrap his hoo-ha in a plastic bag because it was the only thing he could find. But as you can imagine, the use of the term hoo-ha got a really big laugh and not laughing with you, but laughing at you from basically everyone else that was around in the jail at the time. I just can't even really like, I, I feel like my brain has melted out of my ears. <laughs> Nobody calls it that. This he did.
I mean, maybe, maybe you, you use that to describe a different pot body part. <laughs> not that one. I mean, I, I said it last week, this guy's just confused. No offense, dude, but <laughs> so the pal of the jailhouse lawyer who, like I said, his podmate who's there for the conversation independently confirmed these events. And he was the one who told the officers that the story eventually changed and he admitted that he did have sex with her and he told them that as soon as he broke in and saw her even though he claimed not to know that that's who lived there he had to have her that's a quote the lawyer and his pod mate I thought this was interesting you probably know what this means I wasn't super clear on it but they had never been committed of a crime of moral turpitude And so they were asked by the officers to testify against our perp during his trial. Is that normal? Turpitude. Crime of moral turpitude just means that either lying, cheating, or stealing. So what that means is they were in jail for something else. So typically they shouldn't have, they shouldn't have been able to even have that brought up, you know, that they had been convicted of whatever, Uh because Typically, you can only bring up that a person has been convicted of a crime involving lying, cheating, or stealing. So Hmm. what do you mean when you say that it shouldn't have been brought up because it was brought up? They had what these guys were charged with and everything in these reports. Yeah, but I mean, like in, for example, if it had, I don't know what ended up happening, happening, but if it goes to trial, Uh so they testified, it shouldn't have been able to be brought up at the trial. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. So the, those two were, you know, like I said, they offered to testify. I'm not sure what ended up happening since we have, I usually just get the police reports. I don't ever get anything from court. So it's, it becomes less clear, you know, toward the end of the story, like exactly what happened in court usually, but he also bragged to these guys and others that he was going to get off. And when he did, he was going to kill his victim and burn her house down. And he also told many people that he regretted not killing her that night. Come on. Do you just have to keep making it worse? Worse and worse and worse. And just digging and digging and digging and digging deeper than anyone would think you could go. Very, a very specific level of hell we've reached. And like I said, it, the guys, the four inmates that the officers interviewed, they were in, obviously in jail. So, you know, they had committed crimes as well. They, the charges for these guys were the first guy that they talked to. He was, he told them he sold crack when he was out of jail for money. So his charge was narcotics distribution. He actually asked for consideration in his case for giving up information about the pod mate. So that's what I think of as the classic jailhouse informant as compared to the other three who didn't really ask for anything. They just, I feel like they just felt like this guy was a shit person, but those three other guys were charged with things like malicious wounding, abduction, attempted rape, and failing to register as a sex offender. So I don't know, just an interesting side note, kind of, I thought was very hard to say what their motivations were. I mean, yeah. You hope that they were good motivations, but mm-hmm. so things not black and white, you know? Yeah. Starting on August 8th, your middle school palio came before the court to face charges. 
And most of the charges were eventually continued to March 25th of the following year. So that would be 2014 when he received the following sentences for the unclassified felony of robbery of a residence. He pled guilty and received 20 years for the class three felony of burglary entering a house to rape. He also pled guilty and received 20 years For the unclassified felony of sodomizing a helpless victim by force, he received 40 years in the state penitentiary to be run consecutively with his other charges. For the unclassified felony of rape by force or threat, he pled guilty and received a life sentence. And for the unclassified felony of object sexual penetration by force, he pled guilty and received 40 years. On November 2013, the class two felony of abduction with intent to defile was concluded by null prosequi. (laughs) Is that wrong? Yeah. (laughs) Tell us, tell us what that means and how to say it. That's a Latin phrase. Yes. I know that it's Latin. It's pronounced null pros. It's actually pronounced something crazy like null prosequi. I did read that that most often it was referred to as null pros instead of yeah. saying the hold. It's just the, the easiest way to say it. <laughs> so that's a motion that a prosecutor can make for a case not to move forward. The way that it typically functions, it means that we can re-seek the charges at some point. So it's not like a outright dismissal ah. and the end of everything. Null pros means in theory, so long as we haven't passed the statute of limitations, mm-hmm. we can reseek that charge. It just means that at this particular time, we're not prepared to go forward. So a lot what- of times, a lot of times we we would null pros something by virtue of an agreement, even if we don't mean to bring it back. But technically, it means that we would have the power to bring it back. Well, what would be some of the reasons that you would decide you didn't want to pursue a charge at that time? There can be a lot of reasons. I mean, for example, if you have a witness who doesn't show up, but you think you may be able to, you know, track them down and and get them able to be present in court, you might want to null process it at that time. If there's an issue with the lab and you don't have all the evidence you need, you might want to null process mm-hmm. it and go forward at a later date. But a lot of times by virtue of a plea agreement, we'll agree not to move forward with certain charges because of the plea agreement. That'll be, you know, in exchange for you pleading guilty to X, Y, and Z, we'll agree mm-hmm. not to go forward with A, B, and C. I just hadn't seen that yet in any of the cases that we have talked about. So it was a, a new one for me. That was fun. Did you have any other thoughts about what it means for a sentence to be run consecutively versus concurrently or? Yeah, I mean, that just means consecutively means that the sentences get run one after the other. Right. So if you get two 20-year sentences run consecutively, you serve 40. Mm -hmm. But if you get two 20-year sentences run concurrently, they serve at the same time. So you Mm -hmm. only serve 20. So that means that those sentences that you heard initially in terms of 20 year sentences, that's not all that he's serving. He's serving other stuff on top of that. Well, in the end, some of these 20 and 40 year sentences were actually suspended, but I guess it didn't really matter because ultimately he had already received a life sentence. And I, I don't remember if that was with or without the possibility of parole. I think it was without, but I just felt not to say that what he did was not the worst, but we have, I guess we haven't seen any other crimes 
that are similar to this. I don't know. It just seemed like a life sentence was quite a severe sentence. We haven't seen anyone else receive a life sentence in any of the cases that we've talked about, even in some of the cases that we've talked about where someone actually died is, I mean, is that like the most serious sentence you can get for the unclassified felony of rape by force or threat? Or is that the sentence for that crime? Yeah. I mean, it's not the sentence, the only mandatory minimum life cases of sexual assault, I think that exist are when it's a child victim. Okay. When a kid is under a certain age, if you're convicted of rape or forcible sodomy of that child, then it's mandatory minimum life. But Mm -hmm. I mean, think about it though, right? Exactly. As I think you said, digging and digging and digging. I mean, there is no mitigation here. There is no, there doesn't appear to be any redemption here. Yeah. I mean, it just just got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And I don't know, sexual assault and strangulation, there's a certain, there's a certain darkness there. And I think that's scary to the court. Yeah. And I don't remember exactly who, if it was the Commonwealth's attorney or the judge, but someone did say that they believed he would be a reoffend risk if he was not locked up for the rest of his life. He didn't show any remorse, any regret, and they believed that he would just commit these same kinds of crimes if he was not prevented from doing so for the rest of his life. In terms of the actual time in front of the judge, the judge who presided over the case, and this is not from the the reports, which I've said before is usually where I get all of the story from. This is actually from some, some newspaper articles from our local newspaper, but the judge actually struggled to describe the horrible act of violence carried forth by this guy, but he did not have that same trouble with the sentencing. He was quoted as saying, you will never walk among us. And the Commonwealth's attorney who tried the case said the assailant had earned life. So it seemed like everyone was pretty much on the same page as far as what this guy deserved for what he had done. The judge also said he had rarely seen a case of such incredible violence in all of his years on the bench. It just really makes me wonder again, how did we get here? What, Mm -hmm. again, I don't remember him in high school, but what happened from 2000, what the hell, seven, I don't know, 2007 when I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. probably 2006 to 2013 what happened it's such an interesting question to me and that's the part that I wish I just want to I want to talk to these people I want to talk to him <laughs> I feel like it would go very badly but in the courtroom he apparently actually apologized he did apologize to the victim she was not there thank god but he did apologize and he begged the court for mercy and he begged his victim for forgiveness which i thought was i mean probably he's probably just putting on an act right i guess i mean i would assume i don't know him i wasn't there but to me based on everything else that i've seen about his character it seems like he was probably just trying to get his way by acting like he was sorry that's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there definitely, like I said, there definitely doesn't seem to be a lot of redemption here. Yeah. And I mean, maybe at least he said it, but it's hard to, you know, actions speak louder than words, right? Yeah. It's like every other thing you've done before we got here, 
to the day you knew we yeah. were deciding what was going to happen to you. That's yeah. the tough part. These decisions, these decisions in the criminal justice system are imagine, just imagine being that judge. Tough. I can't, I couldn't, I don't think I, as much as I think true crime is so fascinating and so interesting and, oh, wouldn't I love to be a forensic examiner or wouldn't I love to be a forensic psychologist or a judge? I feel like I might not actually be able the emotional, the emotional, <laughs> the emotional responsibility is overwhelming for mm-hmm. sure. But yeah, I mean, I think that's why so many of ourselves like lose ourselves in these professions because it's so difficult to turn it off when you get home. Cause you're always yeah. thinking, Oh, I need, I need to do this. I could do this. I could do that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we're humans too. Like I said, a hundred times before, it's definitely the thing that makes my job easy to work 90 hours a week. Yeah. When there's that sort mm-hmm. of kind of stuff hanging mm-hmm. in the balance. Absolutely. It, it involves lives and not just the lives of the victim and the perpetrator, but also their families, their friends, your family, your friends, every ripple involved. effect. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it didn't seem to me that many people were very sad about this, but this guy's mom who posts on his Facebook constantly. <laughs> Apparently the courtroom was very quiet when the verdict was announced, but she screamed and sobbed and was very hysterical, just screaming how much she loved her son. And kind of fittingly for this whole story, this kid got the last word and started screaming offensive slurs at the judge while he was pulled out of the courtroom at the end. So, which... I think I talked about this last week might be fair because apparently at some point in time, and I don't know if it was before or after this guy started screaming the offensive words at the judge, but at some point in time, the judge called him white trash. He said to, is it a bailiff that takes people out of the courtroom? He said to the bailiff, is that right? I'll just keep saying bailiff. (laughs) uh uh He said, the quote was something like, get this white trash out of my courtroom now or something (laughs) like judge what is going on here i have his name somewhere no don't put it (laughs) i'm not going to listen that's what i'm saying (laughs) do you know how difficult it is to exist under these circumstances i'm sure there's a whole lot more he wanted to say that was like he thought that was putting it lightly he was like this is the nicest thing i can say to this guy that was his professional (laughs) representation That's all. That's the best he could do. So yeah, that's the end. This guy is serving a life sentence in the state penitentiary and boy, bye. (laughs) This is why I'm not friends with anyone from the earlier, more formative part of my life. When you made a decision like that, I mean, how do you ever feel comfortable choosing a friend ever again? I don't have any friends. That's kind of, (laughs) that's what I'm saying. Right. I don't. I don't have any friends. That was the best way to do it. Yeah, I, I don't I don't have any words, man. But what yeah. I will say is this. Yes. There was there was no thought in my mind that that was something that was coming. You know what I mean? Like I said, we were hooligans, but that level of hell, it, again, what happened in the eight however many year gap? We got to get someone on here that can tell us. <laughs> Because that's what we say at the end of every episode. What happened? We used to do gymnastics together and 20 years later, murder. What happened? 
Let's go back to murder, though. I don't think I can do any other sexual assault episodes. I'm feeling real, 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 real sad. Not that murder's any better. No, <laughs> not there's it's like you said, let, we don't need to try to quantify the levels of hell because you can't. Is it? I don't even want to say it's just bad. Is it better? Is it bad. a little no, better sad. that she's okay? We don't know if she's okay, but she survived. Yeah, there's no better. There's no. Yeah. It's just crazy the shit that we as humans subject one another to. I mean, like, what the hell? Humans we could are be weird, floating man. in the ocean eating grapes. Instead, we're working in nine to fives and breaking into each other's houses, acting fucking crazy. You know what, though? I bet we weren't ever floating in the ocean and eating grapes. You know what I mean? We were probably always shitty. So we were like, how do we just keep making this shittier? Yeah, you might be right. I just feel. Do you see? Why do you? I don't. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> why are you doing this to me? I have just a little bit of hope left. A little bit. Well, join me next time. I'll have no. a new co-host. No. I'm, yes. I'm talking to the Different. listeners. Different. Join, join me next time with my new co-host, my mom. <laughs> I think that'll be great. <laughs> it'll be great. She may not be a lawyer, but she knows she everything. So. That she knows more than lawyers. Correct. So much better. And who am I to say she's wrong? No one. All right. Good luck to you two. All right. Well, in the meantime, you can email us. We'd like to hear your stories about the murderer, you know, at murderer, you know, at gmail.com. You can check out our Instagram murderer, you know, podcast and our Facebook at myk pod are you there is it me you're looking for (laughs) oh that was like the first that's a real real callback to when we kept trying to sing lionel richie song i've blocked the past eight weeks so many so many months ago weeks ago years ago i don't even know do you have anything to add Mr. Richie, be nicer to each other, dude. I don't even know. It makes me yes. cuz he was such a young kid. I don't know, just how do we get here? How do we keep getting here? How does everybody keep being so fucked up? Based on the stories we've talked about, I I think that something awful must have happened to him. I mean, but maybe that's just what I have to tell myself so that There's I can be convinced that evil yeah. isn't just like born out of nothing. Right. But I mean, who knows what he might have not to take any blame off of him in right. any way, shape or form. Let me be clear, but who knows what he might've been subjected to himself. I mean, this is like you said, people are just awful. People just do the most horrible things and it's generational trauma and just be nice. I think everyone should. Yeah. I don't know. Give peace a chance. Oh, there you go. Oh, do yoga. Do oh. more yoga for sure. <laughs> That's that could do it. Magic. Have we talked about magic stretchies? <laughs> Legit. Can you can you imagine being mad at somebody while doing a down dog? No, because that would be foolish. No, because then all the rage would just come out as a fart, and that would be <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> have you ever have you done yoga with other people, or do you just practice at home usually? 
No, I pretty much only just do it by myself. Well, you should be glad because let me tell you that there's lots of farting (laughs) because you're all relaxed. I mean, not from me, but I have heard many farts in my yoga classes. When have you been going to yoga classes? I haven't gone in years, but I mean, I used to go all the time. I used to go multiple times a week. That's funny. And multiple farts a minute were happening. (laughs) I think we're going to have to ask the listeners if they signed up to talk about farts because I don't think they did. Yeah, it's true. It's a good point. All right. Well, (laughs) on that note, I don't know what What we're going to talk about next week. Right. I have no idea what we're going to talk about next time. We have no idea. We're still just flying by the seat of our pants. So stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. And we'll see you next time. TTFN. I feel like we get these same little endings that we say over and over again so that I don't want to say ta-ta again. I want I wanted you to say ta-ta for now, like Tigger. Isn't that Tigger? Yeah, but I thought I think I've already (laughs) said it like three times. I can't say it at the end of every episode. We should just look up all the different ways you can say goodbye to someone. I, I do. I do. We did that one already. Adieu, adieu to yeah and yeah and yeah. Trying to think of like songs with goodbye. We already did. Bye, bye, bye. Did we? I'm pretty sure. Or maybe I said, hi, hi, hi. (laughs) I don't know. I can't remember. Well, maybe we should just trail off into the darkness at the end of each one and not say anything. Do 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 do.